All right. Good evening, family. All right. Title for tonight's lesson is God's Final Exam. Okay. How many likes like taking tests? Pop quizzes? Okay. Well, we got a pop quiz tonight. All right. I hope you've studied it up. So what if God gave you an exam? Just an exam that decided your eternal future, where you were going for eternity. An exam with only one question, just one, and you had to get it right or wrong. That question is, what is the greatest and most important commandment of God? Now, we touched on this almost every lesson. How would you answer that question? Okay, we're going to make it even easier. We're going to make it multiple choice, okay? Would it be just believing in Jesus? Would it be be good and love your neighbor? Would it be just love God? I mean, these are all things that the world puts out there. And the devil's very good at just sneaking those things in and say, you know, you don't have to do everything. If you just do some good things, then you're, you're all right. Now, we know better than that. Okay? For the world, the point of Christianity is really summed up in sometimes just helping the lost, or maybe just feeding the poor, or maybe opening doors for other people and just being a nice person in general, you know, being courteous to those around you. Or visiting the sick, maybe those in the prisons, the hospital, or those around you that, that may be having a hard time. Or maybe bearing each other's burden, you know, as we're commanded to do. And not harming others. Do no harm to other people. Well, those are all great things that we should be doing every day. Okay? But is that really the answer to it? Now, we know that refusing to do, good, to do good can cancel our connection with God. Truly, our connection to God depends on, on many things. James 4, verse 17. So for one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. Okay? If you see something that, and you, you just turn a blind eye to it. No, I don't want to help. I, I, I don't want to get in that situation. Or that's going to be too hard for me. Or no, I just, my time schedule is just not going to work out. You know, I can't do that. Well, are you sinning? How does God look at that? I mean, we all have to balance that out, right? Okay? Now, sometimes we just can't help. You know, but it's the attitude that you have inside. God sees what's inside and what's going on with you in making that decision. Isaiah 59, verses 2 through 3. We touched on this this morning. But your wrongdoings have caused a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with wrongdoing. Your lips have spoken deceit. Your tongue mutters wickedness. When we do sin, we are separated from God. When sin enters our life, it hides God from us. He cannot look upon sin. So what do we do? We've got to get rid of that. Now, as Christians, many of us know, you know, repent. 
get rid of that blot and be back with God again. So again, I want to ask you, what is the greatest or most important commandment of God? Okay, have you made your decision? Let's see what it is. Love God with all of your heart. Okay? Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. Okay, did you catch that part? This is the greatest commandment. Then he ties on one right after it. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. Now we're going to see what describes all of that in just one word. That word is love. We see it throughout the Bible. Now, I've, I've put these on the screen here. Mark, Luke, and Deuteronomy all follow up with the same wording about loving God with your heart, your mind, your soul, with everything you have. So this is not just a one-verse wonder. This is throughout the Bible. Now, an example of this love... You know, this is the the best one here, the best example. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers and sisters, for those around us, for the church, for those in here. Now, does that mean I need to step in front of that truck for you and take it? Okay. Well, again, it's, it's it's a balancing act. How much are you willing to help somebody else out? I mean... God himself gave up his son for us, in place of us, knowing what human beings was going, were going to do to his son. And he still gave him up for us. The love of God motivated him to send his son, that love for us. Okay? That love so great that he would send his son. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Now, he's not saying, I only love you or you or you and I gave up my son. He's saying for the world. That's everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. He wants us back with him. Now, what about Christ? What about his motivation? John 14, 31 says, But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. God sent Jesus, saying, Go there. Do this. And Jesus obeyed. Why? Because Jesus loved us as well and loved his Father, and in obeying his Father was showing that love. But what about our love to God and Christ? What motivates us to obey his will? We'll look at John 14, verse 15. If you love me, 
you will keep my commandments. If you do this, you will do this action. Verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will follow my word. What word? This one. How easy is it that we have this word with us all the time today? Now, I I think that we take it for granted so much because we have it on our phones, we have it on our computers, we have it on our tablets, and we probably have a dozen Bibles scattered around. It's everywhere. But when it is so plentiful, so many times we take it for granted, just like the blessings that God gives us. How many of those do we take for granted? If anyone loves me, he will follow my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. That's our way to God, is through his word and obeying him. Verse 24, the one who does not love me does not follow my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Okay, Jesus is saying every bit of this, Everything you hear from me comes from the Father. Now, I have the authority, but it's all from the Father. My Father, your Father, our Father. And he's saying here, if you're not going to follow that, then you do not love me. Okay, it's the opposite of what he said before. But love actually shows who God is, the person of God. Okay? In here, seeing your brothers and sisters, we're very familiar with each other. We can, we can uh, know what characteristics each of us have. You know, John, I know he loves to sing. I know his skills. I know that about him. You know, every time I think of John, I think of songs. I think of Jerry Mammon, and I think of a servant because he's always willing to jump in. I think of Danny, and I think of Danny being willing to teach on just about anything. He's ready and able we each have characteristics. For God, it's love. 1 John 4, 8. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Now, we even sing about that. God is love. That is, is God in person. That is, is everything wrapped up there in love. As a parent, he loves us. And sometimes we get corrected and we go, ugh. Oh, that hurt. Okay? But that's a parent taking care of a child. We are God's children. And so every word in here is for us to keep us on that path so that we can reach that heavenly home and be back with our Father. Now, how is it shown? It's shown by God sending his Son to us. 1 John 4, 9 By this, the love of God was revealed in us that God has sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him, knowing what was going to happen to his son, and yet he sent it, sent Jesus for us because he loves us. That love connects God to man. Without that love, there is no pathway. There is no sacrifice. If God did not love each and every one of us and want us back to him, he wants every soul back to him in heaven. Everyone that he's put out there. But knowing that some are going to be lost. Some are irretrievable. 
But he wants us to try as hard as we can as family, brothers and sisters, to reach every one of them. John 14, 21. The one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. Simply put, if we obey him, keep his commandments, and show that love back to him, then he loves us in return. Now, don't get me wrong here. God loves us no matter what. Okay? That soul that you are holding is a heavenly body, and God wants it back, and he loves it. But so many times in our physical body, this clay jar that we're in, we are weak. We have cracks. We have chips. You know, sometimes we break apart and have to be put back together. And I'm so glad that God gives us a way to do that. To be back in love with him. Because he never stops loving us. But how many times do we stop loving him through our actions and words and behavior? Love shows who we are to God through what we practice, the actions that we take. 1 John 3.10, By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Okay, do you see there's a split line right there? Children of God, children of the devil. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother or sister and sister. Okay, how do we stay Showing God that we love him by doing, obeying his commandments, by acting right through his word, by studying this. You know, Danny did a good job, and J.D. as well, encouraging us every day. What do you do with God's word? Do you get into it? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There are many days I, I get so busy in my own weaknesses and all that I, for, I forget I forget to pick up God's word and look. And then I'm reminded by by something I see or I hear or a brother or sister that I'm talking to, and I can get right back into it. Okay? I think you're probably just like me. Many times you might forget or allow the world to just overwhelm you, and you forget just for a moment to pick up God's word. In the uh, deaf ministry, we used to encourage our brothers and sisters there to just Just if nothing else, if you're so busy in a day, grab your Bible and just open it and pick a verse and read it and understand it and figure out a way to apply it to yourself. Okay? Even if it's that simple, do it. So now, I have to ask you this question. Do you love God? Now, I'm sure everybody's going, oh, yeah, 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 I love him. Okay? With all your heart, your soul, and your mind, every bit of you, do you love God? Well, okay, so the, question, the, the answer to that question is either yes or no. Okay, and everybody's going, yes, yes, yes. But there is another side to that. If we leave today without having obeyed the gospel, then that answer is no. Without putting on Christ, if we do not follow through with that, then we are not obeying God. And if we do not obey God, we are showing that we do not love him. 
if we love something in this world so much that we cannot live without it? What kind of stuff do you have in your life? Are you hanging on to the things of the, of the world? Okay, I, I know after, okay, I'm 59 years old. I've got a storage unit that I have crammed so much junk in that I don't even know why I'm still holding on to it. And so, but isn't that also in my life? I have so much junk in my life that sometimes I just need to stop and take stock of it and examine myself and go, okay, I need to get rid of some of this this stuff. It's just hanging on. If God is second to anything about you, your any vices, any habits, you know, things, treasures of the world that so many times can lure us away from God. And it can be money, it can be music, it can be internet, computer, it can be anything. And a lot of times we refer to those things as idols. Now, have you ever thought of your things as idols? Well, if they're before God, then yes, they are your idol. Mark 8, verse 34. And he summoned the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Taking up that cross is putting on Jesus. Following along with the gospel, the gospel which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And in baptism, we are reenacting that. We are commanded to be baptized as a part of salvation. It's such a simple act. And the devil tells us so many times, nah, you you don't really need that. You just need to believe. That's all. And for those that believe only, do away with the action. Just have the feeling. You're okay. That's wrong. That's the devil whispering in your ear and leading you away. Just a simple action. Getting wet. We saw that this morning with a brand new sister. Okay? We give the glory to God that she decided to put on Christ. And now through that, with that new sister, it's our job to help her along that path. We can't just leave her and say, okay, go ahead, grow on your own. No, it's up to us as family. I mean, do you leave a kid outside in the cold and say, okay, raise yourself. It's okay, the kitchen's right over there. Go Whatever it takes. No, you take care of them. Okay? Any family member we would want to take care of. And the same with this new Christian. She's decided to put on Christ. Now, she's taking up the cross, but does she know what to do with it? Do you know what to do with it? It's an everyday action to show love for God. Brothers and sisters, that's the end of, of our lesson. If you need any help whatsoever, either coming forward, wanting prayers for something in your life, or you want to put on Christ tonight, we're ready for that. We are ready to help you. Those online, if you would contact us through the information here on the screen behind me, we will reach out to you and help you as well. But you need to take that first step to let us know you want help. Let's stand as we sing.